Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Aloha, friends. Welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And today we're doing something a little bit different. I had a podcast episode planned for today that needed to be shifted around, uh, but that's a story for another time. But I'm doing something I've been wanting to do for a long time and had planned to do soon, and it is an all Q&A episode. This is something uh, I've thought I might do quarterly. Or perhaps I'll split some of these up and start doing a little Q&A at the end of some episodes. I'm not sure how I'll tackle it, but please do give us feedback. Let me know how you like today's episode. My husband, Dave, joins me and we kind of just winged it. We grabbed a list of questions that I have gathered from recent emails and direct messages. And so it's very um, casual and spontaneous. But certainly, if you have questions for any of us in the family, please do send them in. And the best way to send them in is going to be through email. And my email is aloha at monicaswanson.com. And of course, I always link to that in the show notes as well. I have found things kind of randomly on my personal Facebook page, on my professional uh, Facebook page, on Instagram. And by the way, I love hearing from you guys in all of those places. But if you have a specific question for me, the best way to do that is to use email and then put in the subject line Q&A or question or something that will flag that this is a good question to tackle in a future Q&A episode. And if it's something personal or private, or if I feel like I need to or can, I will sometimes respond to you right away and give you just a thoughtful response. But otherwise, I'll save them and try to do these Q&As in a way that hopefully will not just address your question, but maybe it will apply to a whole lot of other people out there as well. So I'm super excited to share this. And I've got a co-host with me, my husband, Dave. Welcome back on the show, Dave. I'm back. You're back. Good to have you back. 
And he's back because I thought it would be more fun to have two of us. And also because I've received a few questions for Dave. Hmm. You ready for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always ready? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to dive right in. So we're going to go back and forth. You can ask me a question. Obviously, we haven't rehearsed this. But Dave, you can ask me a question from your list, and then I'm going to ask you one back, and we'll just see how many we can fit in in a few minutes' time. So fire away. Okay. And, and we're keeping these anonymous because I didn't ask permission from now on, see, obviously I'm just learning. If you email me, tell me if you're okay. At least I'll say like first name um, or if you want it to be anonymous. Go ahead, Dave. Okay. So the first one is, I guess, the topic stages of development. Mm-hmm. And the question is, a nine-year-old who is noticing body parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a boy or girl? Maybe it's a boy. A boy. Okay. It's the Boy Mom Podcast. Uh <laughs> Duh. Um, it says that he is silly about it, but I'm trying to forget. No, figure out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to forget too. I'm trying to figure out what is normal. What is normal? What is normal? I wish we knew what was normal. Well, Def- define normal. Define normal. I I am not gonna pretend to be an expert in. Um, kids developmental stages here but I have read a lot on these topics and I'm going to say every child develops at a different rate puberty comes on at different ages Um, nine-year-old is probably you know inching towards puberty some kids start a little earlier so maybe by 10 or 11 but um girls sooner than boys but yeah you're the doctor maybe you should be answering Uh this okay well I'm going to say... Nine-year-old is kind of young. It is kind of young. But I think the whole thing of noticing and being silly about body parts maybe has less to do with puberty and stages of development and more to do with uh, maybe the influences in the child's life. Maybe they're hanging out with a older sibling or a friend or they've come across someone somewhere that points out body parts. Um this isn't necessarily dangerous, but I would just kind of take note of what they're saying. Maybe ask some questions. Where did you hear that word? Or what made you notice that? Uh, definitely, I wouldn't suggest making a big deal about it. In fact, I'd say mostly just keep going and kind of brush it off so that they're not hyper-focused on it. Do you have anything to add to that, Dr. Swanson? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I agree with you. I mean, it, it, it may be important to look at influences and mm-hmm. you know there can be red flags right yeah absolutely for sure. for sure for a young kid who might just out of the blue be talking about body parts and sexually oriented words or topics mm-hmm. you, I mean as a parent you, you want to you know guard your kid's heart and mind and body and uh, make sure that they're safe 24 7 so totally. and obviously we live in a world that has dangers all around right Definitely. And so there may be a moment where our nine-year-old wasn't under our watchful eye and and Mm -hmm. had some type of influence or something that 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 is, you know, a a red flag for. So, yeah, so it it might be just like you said, like, where where did you hear that Mm -hmm. word or what what's so you know funny about that? Right. Right. So just. Kids are pretty honest, and you can probably find out pretty quickly. Definitely. And I'm going to say, too, to add to that, that it's also an opportunity to steer your child towards just um, having pure thoughts and a pure mind and 
you know, not correcting them like it's wrong to notice body parts, but kind of be like, you know, let's let's put our hearts and minds on, you know, Philippians 4, 8, all of those things that are good and true and noble and right and excellent. And and there's a goodness to our bodies too. So, sure. so the, the, I don't know, nine might be a little early to have the talk well, and all its details, but just yeah. to like introduce your kids to, oh, here's how the human body looks yeah. and works and, and just bring up the, the general topics. I mean, depending on your parenting and what you're oh, comfortable yeah. with your, your kid and so forth. Definitely. But, Good but it, opportunity. It, it, so it's like a bridge to having conversations, right? I definitely agree. I think it's a great opportunity since I'm a believer in talking about things from, you know, much younger than nine even at an appropriate level. And, do, and you have some uh, reference maybe f- for parents on uh, that topic? Well, we can, we'll think about that one because I've got a few different things coming to my mind. So if you check show notes, which are always at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast, you're going to find um, anything we talk about today. I'll try my best to link to some resources. So let's keep moving. We, we got to hit these quick because we got a list here. Dave, you're next. Uh, I will ask you, what do you think, aside from God's grace was key in introducing Jesus and a relationship with him to each of your kids? Well, God's grace is definitely the thing that probably draws all of us to to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Without his grace, we just can't even begin a relationship. So, but uh, what was key? uh, In introducing Jesus. Yeah, I think... um, talking about the Lord and and who he is and acknowledging him in, in every aspect of our life. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's a natural conversation, day-to-day right. conversation, right? Yep. Deuteronomy It's a normal part six. of who we are and what we do. Yeah. yeah chapter 6 and I believe 11, kind of all over in there, just uh, as you walk along the street, when you get up, when you lie down, talk about the Lord in your own life, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's been our thing is not necessarily, uh, you know, being super intentional about, okay, they're three years old or they're five years old. It's time to teach them about God, but like just letting it be an overflow of our own relationship with God. Yeah, I mean, we're not so much talking about theology, you know, grace and uh, forgiveness. We're we're just living out our our own individual relationships with the Lord and, and our kids see that. Definitely. So just being being God's grace in front of our kids. Right. And then one of the things that has come up a few different times, but uh, something I've appreciated that you've done is at night, your little role has been at bedtime tuck in to lie down with the boys and from a really early age, teach them a couple foundational Bible verses, John 3.16, Matthew 4.4, 4, some of those that are just foundational for their faith and just reviewing them over and over. And so it's kind of going into their heart from a young age. Yeah. I mean, depending on our kids age stage of life, uh, the questions that they ask, I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just, is the soil fertile? Are are they ready to receive, you know, truth? And so every kid's going to be in a different place at a different time. But at some point we've shared the, you know, complete gospel totally. message with each of our kids. Well, and I think that's been woven into because we read so many books when they're little about 
um, you know, with the gospel message in it, so many books that point them to God. And so, yeah, I think I, I, I said we weren't necessarily intentional. I should be careful what I say. What I meant there was just that we try to be very authentic and natural in our own relationship with God. But yes, we have been intentional about then sharing the gospel message with them in a very simple way from a young age. Yeah. And I think the last thing is just like you just as a parent need to be ready and obedient to that moment and follow through. Like like I said, you're going to have moments where your kids are going to ask you a a question Mm -hmm. about having a relationship with God or a question on salvation. Mm -hmm. And just obviously as a parent, take advantage of those opportunities. Don't let them slip by because that's the opportunity. That's the open door. That's maybe when God's provided you with the that unique moment in time for them to hear God's truth and receive it. Yes. And I think that those things come up throughout time a little bit deeper and more and you can revisit, never think, Oh, I've already covered that. They've got it now. Kind of like the sex talk, like you, it should be an ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, and then also I think somebody else sent in the follow-up question that I'm just going to keep this going is about doing devotions and when we would have our kids do devotions on their own. But since it relates so much to this question, I'm going to just say, too, that from the time they're really little, we, we do what we call devotions or quiet time, which means usually mom, who's home, will sit down and read a little children's devotional, children's Bible story, and then pray with them every morning. And at different ages, they're kind of ready to start taking initiative and doing that on their own. Uh, Levi's 10, and it's kind of hit or miss. If he gets up occasionally, he'll grab his own devotional and just sit, or he'll read Proverbs and uh, grab his journal and jot down a proverb and a little prayer, which makes me so happy. But other days, he's not thinking of it, and so I pull him into me and say, let's do this together. So I'd say anywhere from 8 to 12, kids are ready to start being independent on their devotions. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. Okay, good. Um, Now... You have another question for me. Okay, the next question is... This is from Boy Mom. Someone's referring to my Boy Mom Okay, because, okay, I got it. You say in the book, I don't tolerate disrespect, i.e. eye-rolling, door-slamming, back-talk, etc. My question is, how do you handle it when it does happen? Mm. While I'd like to say I don't tolerate those things, my kids still make their own choices and I often don't know how to handle it when they choose to disrespect oh too bad our kids are perfect and they never have done any of those it's hard to fully Uh, understand that question I'm just kidding just kidding um thank you for that question and yes this person is referring to my book boy mom If you don't know, I wrote a book called Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. You can find it on Amazon, and it's got 12 chapters, What Your Son Needs Most From You. So So what did did you mean by I don't tolerate disrespect? Yeah, that's such a a good question, and I'm sorry if I wasn't more clear there, although I do think in that chapter I go on to talk a bit about um, discipline and discipline at different ages. But I do believe that particular part was more about the tween and teenage years where kids might start to get a little sassy and give you a little bit more attitude. And so when I said I don't tolerate it, what I was referring to was uh, we try to just set a standard such that it's not acceptable from the beginning. So let's just say one of my kids might be testing the waters a little bit 
and um, let's just pretend Luke. Luke would never do this, but we're just going to say, if I told Luke to do something, maybe an extra chore or clean up his room, and he rolled his eyes, I would right there in the moment say, hey, buddy, let's stop. I'm going to say what I just said again, and I'm giving you an opportunity to respond to me respectfully. And so what that's doing really is nipping it in the bud. Nipping it in the bud. Yeah. Um, if somebody slams a door... Uh, Nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. I'm going to follow them, open the door, sit down on the bed and say, listen, I love you. And because I love you, I am not going to tolerate that kind of behavior. We need to practice. And uh, this Ginger Hubbard and I just had this conversation uh, last week, actually. And I think it's just super important at all ages, kids can practice to so say, what, what could you have said? How could you have responded to me? If you don't appreciate what I said, you can tell me that respectfully, but you do not slam a door. Now, that's if it's a first time offense or it doesn't happen very often. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, my 14 year old or whatever is often disrespectful. Dave, any thoughts going through your head? What you can do? You know what? I hate to say it, but it's, it's on the parent Mm -hmm. because they they didn't nip it in the bud. And and once it's, it's gone that far, it's a full on like retraining, reconditioning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can it it be done? Yeah, it can. Definitely. Just through through effort. But it's those parents that like get on it early and, and you see that product, you see those kids that just are well disciplined, mm-hmm. you know, appropriate mm-hmm. behavior. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Like it and you and you you and I both take note of that when we see kids that we can tell the parents put Take in the, the time they didn't let things slip and slide mm-hmm. and we've also seen the opposite picture too and you're just like oh good grief this is just to mm-hmm. even try to like a- a- tackle that situation with, is going to be even mm-hmm. it's just you're saving yourself so much oh, so time much. and effort by just nipping it yes in the bud but I'm going to say too here that there is a personality factor for example our firstborn is a pleaser and so when he was young you know, he really wanted to please mom and dad. So some of that was just his God-given personality. We've been talking recently about birth order, so some of that's going to play a role. And then also, uh, yeah, I mean, our, our fourth son is probably the one that gives us the most attitude. And I've confessed that I, I own that one because I don't think I put as much time and energy into training him when he was young. So now as a 10-year-old, I'm having to retrain some of those things and I'm committed because I don't want it to be a 16-year-old thing. You know, it's one thing at four. It's another thing at 10 by the time they're teenagers. Uh, so so what do you do? I'm going to say what I'm doing right now is I'm really clamping down. I, first of all, I sat, have sat down and just said, listen, there's a few areas I've seen you being disrespectful. And I know I've let some things slide in the past, but I will not anymore. We really need to work on this. It's because I love you. And because, hey, mom's worthy of respect. Like, it says in the Bible to honor your father and your mother, and it's for your good. Yeah, so we connect it to, again, back to our relationship with God, right? And yeah. ultimately know that the best way for our kids to get where we want them to go with their behavior and, or their attitude is, is, is a change of their heart. So yeah. if we connect their behavior to wanting to honor and please God, yes. then the, they're seeing this thing way bigger than the, mm. just them or them and our their relationship with their parents. They're seeing this as a God thing. Yes, you know? and, so good. And then we can let God begin to work in their heart, and then mm-hmm. it becomes a spiritual matter. Mm-hmm. We're, we're you know, allowing God now to, to be the one that really 
modifies. That's right. But it's us speaking that truth to them, right? Yes. About honoring God and. Yes. And I think too, that, that if it's something that's already kind of been become a a habit or normal that, you know, there's going to be a a big adjustment. And so it's retraining, retraining, and, and you, you will need to give a little bit of grace at the beginning but I think, you know, it might be like, hey, hey, I just noticed you do this. I'm giving you a chance right now to to pull back, but apologize, you, and now yeah. let's redo that. Yeah. And um, then there's uh, – this may or may not be the place for it, but, I mean, just your strategies for how you get behavior on track yeah. and the currency. Yeah. Like, Find their currency and give consequences. And so – What's your currency? So, what, yeah. What, they, for, what do you mean by that? For Levi, it, it may be um, – well, right now, his kandama, hello, taking his kandama away for a day, he would feel that one. That's his currency. Um, it might be an, his iPad that he likes to play games on sometimes. So we're going to take the iPad away or cancel a, a surf uh, afternoon right. with a friend. And so the day. principle is like there's things that are really important to your kids. And so as you use consequences, you use those things, it helps him to understand how important this mm-hmm. issue is yes. because you're dealing it with by bringing up something that's really important to them Absolutely. in their life and then they start to make some connections about all of this so true and, and you can is. do the same thing with a teenager you can say listen i i love you so much i care about you i care about your character and so if you you know give me this attitude just so you know this is what i'm going to take away you're going to lose this freedom this opportunity so i'm giving you this warning now and and so it's not like you're you know just surprising them with some crazy consequence but they've been warned and then when our kids are following through and Mm -hmm. having success in their attitude and behavior Mm -hmm. on the flip side we're encouraging and rewarding yes definitely notice the heart notice the the character and praise that more so even than what comes out of you know that the actual behavior notice that their heart was trying to do what's right yeah. I love that. Thank you, Dave. Okay, my question to ask you, my turn to ask you a question. All right, we're going to switch gears on this one, but I've had a couple people ask me. So, Dave, how's the garden growing? How do people know about my garden? <laughs> well, I have written a little bit about the garden. So, let's give some context to anyone listening that doesn't know what's going on with Dave and the garden. Yeah. Last summer, during the lockdown, Dave decided that we need to become self-sustaining. Is that the word for it? Yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet, but long ways from it. But we did, we did uh, gather seeds and plants from every variety of tropical fruit I've ever heard of. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's not so much a garden; it's more uh, orchard. I, An orchard. Yeah. I mean, just to be more. So we live on two acres. It. Our house and front property is one acre, and then the back is just kind of. Well, when we bought our home, going on ten years ago, there were uh, quite a few orange trees, avocado, banana, um, lychee, lychee, mango. Yeah, there was a lot, but kind of scattered. So Dave spent a lot of time organizing things into a better. I don't know, like. Didn't you? You moved most of the yeah. banana trees to one area, and he's trying to make it make sense. And then he decided that there wasn't enough fruit; we needed a whole bunch more. 
So I'll let him name some of the new fruits. But the problem is we don't have vegetables yet. So if y'all can stay on, Dave, about getting me a veggie garden. It's harder to grow vegetables where we live because of the bugs that get into them. So you kind of yeah, need it's, it's to. It's probably true everywhere, but yeah, we do yeah. have a lot of bugs. We do. So you kind of need to do maybe a raised garden. We're working on that. But yeah. meanwhile, tell us, he's going to share some pictures maybe in no, show picture. notes. I, I don't know. Well, oh, I mean, no. I have small trees right They're now. They're tiny. Some the, of them are for our grandkids. The new ones. I mean, we have lots of older trees, but just all the ones you're yeah, talking so about. So just give yeah. us a list. Come I mean, I, avocado. Yeah. I mean, we, we planted varieties that will allow them to be mm-hmm. kind of popping up throughout the year. Um, uh, lychee, another uh, another variation of lychee. Um, more bananas. Mango. Another mango Fig. tree. Sapote. Did I even tell you about that? No, I don't know what sapote is. Black sapote. Oh, blueberries. Blueberries. There's, there's um. Hmm? Did yeah. you know you could grow blueberries in Hawaii? Yeah, I mean that. Not I like, think we'll get about three blueberries a year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be more than that. Cacao. Cacao. That's that? fun. That's like chocolate, right? Yeah. We'll make our own chocolate. Um, what else did I plant? Mangosteen. Fig. fig. I said fig. Oh, you did. Um, I don't. Mango. Guava. Guava. And um, lilikoi. Lilikoi. We've got it's, a it's actually popping it right vine now. Vine totally taken over our fence, which we did on purpose. Okay, well that's good enough. We don't. Not everyone listening cares. So, okay. Dave could probably turn this into a garden podcast. But right. overall, would you say things are going well? Yeah, everything's still growing. Yeah, nothing's died yet. Nothing's died. You've done a great job. We'll see. Someday, maybe he'll be full time gardener. Okay, one more question for each of us, and we will wrap this up. So let's maybe get back to a parenting question next. Okay, so the next question is for you on being a homeschool mom and keeping balanced. How do you or what do you do to get exercise in your busy day as a homeschool mom? That's a great question. That's a tough one, whether you are a homeschool mom or not. I think most of us who have been home with kids in the last year have felt challenged to find those times for ourselves, whether it is exercising or um, just having some time to quiet. Uh, Self-care is important. And so, yeah, even when kids are young, I really encourage moms to find a way, however you can, to get some time alone, to get some time alone with your husband, to spend time with girlfriends and definitely exercise. So, yeah, thankfully the boys are now at an age where I can um, slip out for short periods of time and trust that they can get something done. I remember when our boys were little, I had the double jogger. Remember that, Mm -hmm. Dave? Mm -hmm. Those things are, they're great, but you know what? (laughs) That was hard. (laughs) Having the double jogger and all you want is to clear your mind and go run and like kids are turning around the whole time. Mom, (laughs) I dropped my juice. Mom, do you have a snack? So God bless you. If you've got little ones and a double jogger or a single jogger, that's that's a um, tough season. But now my kids are old enough. So yeah, I will either get out and go for a run or we were had incredible timing. It had to be like a God thing. We got our Peloton the week that lockdown started last year. So I do have a bike in my garage that I can go and pretend I'm biking through Switzerland or Utah or wherever. Um, 
So I get on the bike or go for a walk slash run. My runs have become as much walking as running in the past year, but probably three to four times a week. And when Dave is off work, we like to get out and go for a run together with mm-hmm. Thor, our dog. Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot. I don't do a lot of exercise. How about for busy dads, Dave? We're working on that one. Go ahead. Exercise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why Surprise. Are you Surprise. This is coming back at you. Well, you you know that I don't have much of an answer. Well, Dave is like the most naturally fit guy you'll ever know, but he doesn't, he's not very consistent. Mm. Yeah, I... You run with me at least a couple times a month. A couple times a month, yeah. No, I I mean, at the hospital, I'm running up and down stairs. I try not to use elevators, so I probably get some... Yeah, he puts in miles, but it's not like cardio no and you've been lifting some weights lately just small kind small just, kind just, yeah <laughs> probably because luke's doing it yeah just inspired me so men and women both need to exercise including resistance work in your mm. in your middle age years don't lose that muscle mass no it's super important okay so yeah fit it in find a way get creative swap with a friend to have your husband help out but it is so important more than anything for your mental health to get some get get your blood pumping yeah all the good chemicals are released you feel better you're happier so get exercise and get sleep okay dave one more for you and i like this one someone asked what you do to support your wife who homeschools your kids what do you kind of see your role as (laughs) (laughs) go to going to work (laughs) every day get up in the morning go to work okay that's super super appreciated (laughs) because i don't know exactly what you mean by that but if you didn't work hard i wouldn't have the privilege of being home well yeah i mean yeah. I mean, I still work, but I work from home. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. I go to work. I have to like pay the, pay yeah. the bills. Yes. So. What else do you do specifically to support your wife? Oh, I don't know. I, I think I encourage you and mm-hmm. your endeavors and your homeschooling. And I try to be helpful when I can mm-hmm. pitch in. Mm-hmm. You check on in a with couple assignments and tests with the kids and yeah. when I'm off. It, I actually enjoy it. I mean, I know. you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's fun. I'll have Levi like save his science and say, just do it with dad when he gets home. Yeah. Last night, Saturday night, Luke was, um, we're recording this on Sunday. Luke was. History um, test. Yeah, studying and you were quizzing him. So yeah. you step in. Yeah. So yeah, just team working when, when I do have time and just being a part of the flow, yeah. the homeschool flow. Definitely. And just encouraging me a lot, which has been so helpful throughout the years, checking in, just asking questions. So we need to talk about the things we're doing. You're mm-hmm. a good listener. Mm-hmm. So to the dads out there. Just encourage, be supportive. Yeah. Show interest. Mm-hmm. Pitch in when you can. Yeah. Be a homeschool dad. Homeschool dads rock. We mm-hmm. appreciate them. And I'm just going to venture to say that all of those things are really great ways for dad to support mom, whether you homeschool or not. 
Okay, guys, if you have more questions, we will try to do this more often. Uh, like I said, at least quarterly, and you're welcome to send in questions for Dave, myself, or anyone in the family. And we just appreciate so much that you spent this time with us. Dave, any final words of wisdom? Um, being a parent is the most important job you'll ever have. Ooh. So take it seriously and have fun when you can mm -hmm. and enjoy it when you can and it goes real fast it does good word thanks dave yeah. all right friends i hope you enjoyed that q a and hopefully something in there applied to you or encouraged you in some way i just want to thank you again for being a part of this podcast community thank you for your ratings and reviews if you haven't left one yet this would be a great time as soon as we're done here just scroll on down on your phone and hit those five stars or leave a few words about what you love most about the boy mom podcast and just thanks for continuing to share this podcast with your friends you might want to just take a little screenshot of your phone and share it to social media. Put it in your Instagram story tag at Monica Swanson underscore, and that'll make my day guaranteed. And hey, heads up, next week's episode is going to be a really fun one. I got to interview Corey Robertson. Yep, that's the Duck Dynasty boss hog's wife. <laughs> and um, she's so cool. And it was so much fun to talk to her. And we're going to talk about her book and her family and just a lot of fun conversation. So do come back for that. Spread the word that she'll be on with me next week. And we've got a whole big lineup for this whole spring. So stick around. Tell your friends about the podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time. Aloha.